welcome to Tutors of Life podcast, where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 266, this is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. And this is a talk episode where we talk. The Tudors talk. The Tudors talk. Bravo. It hasn't posted yet, the one. Um, no? I, did that. I think it's 262. Nice. Mm, so tonight, I so Tuesday, I'm uploading 261, so tomorrow I should be uploading... Tomorrow or Thursday, I should be up to uploading 262. Sweet. Mm-hmm. So today is my second day without eating sweets. How was it going? I crave them. But whatever. Mm-hmm. I, um, I don't usually. Crave them? Mm-hmm. Huh. I don't think about it until you mentioned something. So like yesterday, you mentioned like. Chocolate. Oh, man. I should have my chocolate. And I was like, I'll have a piece of chocolate. And then I was like, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. <coughs> it was my super dark chocolate, though, so it was minimal sugar in it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, just got back from the uh, county meeting. How'd it go? Got conditionally approved. How exciting. Sick, dude. Mm-hmm. We're going to sell them anyways. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Fun. Fuck it. Yeah. What company name was? are those under Tudor Transformations? TTH. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Don't want that ruining our street cred, cred or anything. Our street cred? Mm-hmm. Did you see what I just did? Yeah, I did. That's pretty sick, right? Yeah, sure. Bam. Did you know you could go? What's that? Tutors of Life. TL. Oh. Well, of course. Um, Wait, did I do my L backwards? I don't know. I probably did mine backwards. Oh, I guess it depends on... That's not backwards for you, right? No, it's not backwards for me. All right, so anyways, this is fucking retarded. <laughs> We're done. Uh, <laughs> what is going on? Um, I'm tired. <laughs> um, I just got upgraded to going to Cairo once a week. That's good. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. It's only been two months. I haven't even had my second re-exam yet. Good. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Shit must be moving well. Mm-hmm. I um scheduled a massage for this week, and the massage was going to be for my legs and my lower body. Dude, my neck and my chest and my back's been so fucked up I couldn't even bench today. Dude, I think last night I um slept like this because my upper back is really tight. So Why would you sleep like that? I don't, I don't do it on purpose. Like, do you do that, like, face down? Sometimes. So I, well, like this. Oh, I yeah, yeah. I literally saw you sleeping like that this morning when I got up. Okay, yeah. I feel like I remember waking up last night and being like this, though, like on my back as well. Weird. I do that all the time and it fucks my shit up. You should like, not do that. I would love to control what I do when I'm sleeping. I can. Can you really? I can. I know you can. Sean can just lay there like stiff as a board and we'll stay there all night long and it's freakishly weird all right dude here's the deal when when i was in um the national guard i was at basic training in ait and every morning you had to make your bed i couldn't i would struggle doing this now but back then i just for whatever reason i didn't give a fuck so like now i can't have my sheets tucked in at the end Mm -hmm. because it like irks me out i would open up just one so i would have you know like um hotel style 
bed tucked in with the 45 degree corners and all that shit, mm-hmm. right? And um, I knew that like I wanted to do the the least amount as possible in the morning to make my bed. So I would just open up one side and slide in so that I like wouldn't affect anything. And I would just sleep with my arms by my side like a mummy. And I would just sleep and I would get up in the morning and I would just like slide out, tuck in that side, tuck in the bottoms. I didn't do it all the time, but I did it more nights than I didn't. That is psychopath behavior. Then... I uh, got to my unit, right? Mm-hmm. And I decided to grow out the comb over, mm-hmm. okay? <clears throat> the problem was when we would go um, out in the field and shit, um, I, everyone knew me for my hair and like people would fucking get at me for my hair. Wow, things haven't changed. Things haven't changed. But so people were always like, what the fuck? And I had would have like a pocket comb and stuff, right? But anyways, I would go to bed I, so I would get in my sleep sack. So everybody's getting in their tents, right? That was the first thing I did different. Never bring a tent. Always just sleep in your sleeping bag out in the wilderness, whatever. So I would crawl in my sleeping bag and I would do the same thing. I'd go, if I sleep straight, I will get up in the morning and my hair won't be fucked up. So I would just get in my sleeping bag, arms at my side, put my head down. And I, I for a pillow, I would just do a rolled up shirt. Put my rolled up shirt. And I would just sleep, same thing, like a mummy, wake up in the morning, pull out a heater, spark a heater. While everybody's like getting out in the morning, like getting their shit situated, I would just finish up my heater, climb out, run a hand through the hair, all good, on with the day. Yeah, and you never brought a tent either. No, I never brought a tent. Tents for weak people. How many people in your unit brought tents? Um, I think every. It, typically everybody but me mm-hmm. sean said it was too heavy you well, so here's the deal brunch mid so the person that was my like team leader mm-hmm. when i first got to the unit we were out in the field and he's like i'm trying to set up my tent and stuff and he's laying in his sleeping bag smoking a heater it's like 40 degrees outside whatever and I'm like, Brunchman, how the fuck do I set this thing up? I've never set one of these tents up. And he's just like, Ugh, fine, I'll show you. He's like, he's like this. He's like, fucking tutor, learn something. He's like, it. You're out here for two days. He's like, how bad a shape can you really get in in two days? And I was like, you're right, not bad. And he's just like, this is the biggest fucking waste of time and energy. He's like, how heavy is this? I was like, it's like 10 fucking pounds. And he's just like, this is such a waste of life. Like, look at all these idiots setting this up. I can just lay in my sleep sack and smoke cigs. And I was just like, whoa, this is smart. And so um, I think I brought my tent out one more time. Keep in mind, I would bring my tent out for my two-week trainings. Mm-hmm. And I bring it up for my two-week trains because usually we we're setting up for like three, four days at a time. Yeah. And it was a good area to hide my gear from the storms. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, And so, uh, and a lot of the times in the summer, it's so hot, you don't even want to be in your sleeping bag. Yeah. So I would just sleep. Anyways, um, but so he was like, dude, this is stupid. Don't do this. And we get out and we get out and I've got like, multiple layers on in the morning just so you know 35 degrees out whatever 40 degrees i got multiple layers on all this stuff and uh he's only got his acus on 
nothing else. No, no long johns, nothing. I'm like, dog, it's 35 degrees out. And he's just sitting there smoking a cig, just shivering. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's just like, I'm just waiting to move. Like, that's it, dude. Because he's just like, I want to get out and train so I can move. Because mm-hmm. he's just freezing. So then, boom, whatever, hang out for an hour. And then we finally start doing something for the day and moving. But he was like, his big thing was, he didn't have all the bullshit everyone else had. He could pack up that fast and be done. Yeah. And so um, I actually kind of switched how I did everything um, after that point on. Everybody would um, – everyone brought their wet gear, like their raincoat mm-hmm. and their um, like their raincoat and their wet pants and everything. Um, I was the – like there wasn't many people that did this. I just wore my poncho everywhere because I could keep my gear under my poncho. Mm. And so like for most occasions we would have on like our, um, have on like our vest and all that shit. And so that shit would get sopping wet. And so unless we were running a mission in the rain, I would have my poncho on over all my gear and everything. Um, but then if it was like, if we're running missions or we're actually doing something, I would have my poncho on and I'd put my, my kit over the poncho and then my arms out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I didn't even need my like wet pants on or nothing because the poncho came down to my knees. And then I'd be pretty warm too. Oh, it was, fuck yeah, it was warm. Yeah. And so I would, I just did that. So like everything was kind of just like, for for the most part, a lot of my shit was just dry and I was good and I just hung out with my poncho and I don't remember what I had. I had something that I would put my ruck under. I had some sort of, I'm trying to think, I might have had two ponchos or maybe I had something else because I never even, the whole reason this all happened, I didn't have a raincoat. Like everyone gets assigned shit and I got assigned a raincoat. I lost it the first like, somehow it's gone. I didn't have it. And so. Did you get charged for that when you left? Um, uh, someone I knew that when they were getting out, they had two, so they gave me one of theirs oh, when nice. they turned it in. So, so no, I didn't. They probably were the ones that stole it from me, fucking probably. five years prior. Anyways, um, but I don't remember what I. But I, I had my my rucksack. I covered it up in some sort of wet protection, and then I just rocked my poncho all the time. Mm-hmm. So interesting, dude. I, I kind of crack up thinking about that shit. I just want you to know, I feel like you were very passionate about that because you t- spoke so loudly ah, during fuck, that dude. entire story. It was fun. Okay, hold on. No, no. Let me rewind. Let me let me bring it back. It was not fun. Okay, hold on. Now it's it's this typical thing, right? When you're in the shit, it's terrible. After the shit, you look back on it, we're like, that was great. So there was one time, packing light, right? We know we're packing light. All I brought was my silk long johns, my ACUs, and I think I had a, it was either a poncho, it was either my poncho or I had like, no, I think it was just my poncho. I don't know. I think I, I might have had like a light, um, not like a raincoat, just a light something. And then I had my raincoat bottoms, right? Whatever. Yeah. So I didn't bring my bottoms that time. It was supposed to be, we were supposed to sleep in the field and it was supposed to be like 45 degrees. Well, as we got down there, the, the weather changed and it was like in the 20s. <clears throat> and 
uh, me and Swanson, they sent us, all we had was like, I think, I think we had like three packs of smokes. We had like three packs of smokes. It's 5.30 a.m. We ended up sleeping in the barracks because it got too cold. They didn't even put us in the field. They put us in the barracks, which that was my first like, thank God, dude. <laughs> I was going to freeze. But I did have other nights where I froze my ass off and it was whatever. Um, but so uh, we took in. We went out to qualify for 240s. Got out there at 5.30 a.m. And all we got on, all, so he's good. He's got his shit. He's not an idiot like me. But I just got my silk long johns, my ACUs. I think I had my waterproof pants. And then I had like my poncho top or some shit like that, whatever. Or like a thin windbreaker or something. It, the day started out like 18 degrees, something like that. And the wind was howling at like 30 miles an hour, 25 miles, whatever. In the warmth of the day, it was probably in the sun, maybe around like 25, 30. So we're out there all day long. We wanted to go in the building because there's a building there, a heated building there. We're like, people are chilling. We tried to go in there. They would kick us out right away. They're like, no, this is only for like higher ups. And so me and Swanson are just outside freezing our ass off. We were supposed to be there long enough to qual, and we weren't supposed to have to do night qual. Mm-hmm. Well, about 5 o'clock comes, and we were supposed to be picked up, and we weren't picked up. So, like, what's going on? Finally, we get a hold of somebody, and they're like, nope, you're there till night qual. And we're like, okay. So, here we just ripped through our three packs of smokes we had, hanging out, hating life, freezing our ass off. That night, wind whipping, gets down to like 20 degrees again. I'm just in this like nothingness all day long, outside, the whole time. And uh, did night qual, ended up getting back on the, got on the heated bus around like 11.30 and shipped back to the barracks. And we get back, dude, I'm fucking frozen, just numb, hating life. And we are like asking people what they did for the day. And everyone was just like, oh, we had a great day. Like we got to fucking hang, you know, whatever. And Swanson and I are like, this fucking sucks, dude. But him and I always had that after that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Wait, it was only you two? Or was there like more than just you two? There might have been. A, I think there was a, a couple more. Okay. But I think there was like maybe four or five of us. I know that people ended up coming for like night qual from our people. Mm. A, a few of them, I think. But yeah, it was really only like a couple, a few of us, Damn. maybe five of us. That's crazy. But I really only remember me and Swanson just in the shit. Just it just sucks, dude. Just anyways, it's so dumb. Um, but it's like yeah. Um, looking every time I look back on that shit now, I just laugh. It was like, oh, that was fun. But while we were there, it was fucking terrible. It wasn't fun. It was right. dumb, and we would get yelled at for dumb shit like, oh hey, we have this. 1500 square foot building with four people in it but you guys can't come in here and i'm like what the fuck do you mean shit like that it's stupid doesn't even make sense it's like 70 degree building that can fit 50 people nope stay outside the fuck dude that's fun it's stupid that's what happens when you have something that's run by the government. Dude, that's like, honestly, it's like, so if you take that 
and multiply it by like 100 about all the dumb shit in the military and how poorly it's ran it's like everything's based on like the uh like the power struggle mm-hmm. you know like the power structure of um overranking you so if i overrank you have to do whatever i say what's up Fun. okay um which I, I understand that like okay yes there's like a tier so that makes sense just like in a business you have the fucking mm-hmm. vertical org chart i understand um but yeah like a lot of shit where it's like oh stand around and wait so we were at drill weekend getting paid to stand in the cold or sit in the cold for what is that 17 hours to shoot twice we shot twice in like 17 hours and just hung out there like we could have done any level of trainings we could have you know done anything they could have had us doing other shit they could have let us in a warm building whatever but no and you see a lot of it is like people it uh, most people that are like not all because we we know some key people who we really like that are still in um that are really good soldiers but there's a lot of it is like people who just put in time and they just get promotions because they're the only ones that stick around mm-hmm. or you know yeah that like we noticed i noticed that quite a bit with some people who i'm like those people could never get promoted they're the worst soldier i've ever seen it's not even possible and then they get promoted. and then they get promoted and i'm like what like how do you it's literally like promoting based on time instead of based on skill mm-hmm. um so if you're not from Claire, you wouldn't know this is happening um uh so two major health systems in eau claire closing uh so hshs which is uh hospital sisters Mm -hmm. yeah uh and purveya are both closing and i guess like they so they partnered with purveya in hopes to like expand the health services and whatnot and they said like because of patient counts going down and the rising of healthcare costs they just they had to close all their branches in western wisconsin um and kind of just go back to central or to wherever they are which i think it's around green bay i think is where they're focused um guess what else announced it's closing huh ellie phillips uh treatment center so the treatment center in eau claire is also closing what's the treatment center like the detox center oh for real yeah oh damn yeah uh so that's also closing um because they had a lot of support through hshs oh so i didn't know this purveya and hshs were the only people around who took obamacare oh that makes sense why Mm -hmm. they're closing yeah apparently like they couldn't make their profit margins with it but for some reason they had to offer it or something i don't know it's weird wild yeah so Um, thanks obama yeah I think, um, I don't know where the nearest one is from there, but I don't know. I don't know. Some people are talking about, uh, oh, there was a rehab center just, uh, maybe. Um, oh, there's another one. But still, there is a rehab center downtown. So What's I don't know. Uh, just Ellie Phillips Rehab Center. Mm. It's the one in Chippewa that's closing. Mm. Um, I thought Ellie Phillips was part of the university. It is. Ellie Phillips um, is a 
person who donated a lot of money to Eau Claire. Mm. Ellie Phillips uh, History. Do, do, do. So he lived from 1899 to... Oh, where did it just go? Uh, 1899 to 1978. Um, Ellie Phillips and Melvin Cohen were two prominent Eau Claire... In- industrialists and philanthropists the uh oh so there must there's a collection on them <clears throat> so lewis e phillips was born in Kaunas, lithuania mm. on december 24th of 1899 mm. grew up in manitowoc wisconsin after he and his family moved there in 1901 he began working in the newspaper business at the age of 12 and entered into the distribution business in 1918 with his brother jay and his father edward who had established ed phillips and son's company Oh, that's fun. They, let's see, it looks like they opened branches in Eau Claire, which also sold cigars, newspapers, tobacco, and candy. Um, And they opened that in 1923. After Prohibition ended in 1933, then they began distributing liquor as well. Um, The company would change its name to National Presto Industries, Inc. in 1953. (laughs) What the fuck? That's crazy. Um, Bro, what? Yeah. Under Louis Phillips' presidency during World War II, the National Pressure Cooker Company converted to wartime production, giving women work while the men served overseas. Philip also made the decision to begin advertising the pressure cookers during wartime years in magazines, creating a large post-war demand for the company's products. Um, over the years, funds have been given to many organizations at Eau Claire, including the University, the Boy Scouts of America, Luther Hospital, Mount Sinai Hospital in Minneapolis. Fuck, mm-hmm. dude. They got after it. Yeah. He was a huge philanthropist then. That's so cool. Um, so, yeah. And then, oh, that's about, oh, Cohen worked for Presto as well. So, yeah, he donated a lot of money to Eau Claire, and that's why um, a lot of things are named after him. That's crazy. Yeah, because the library is, too. Ellie Phillips Library. Right. Yeah, yeah that's, why I, that's what I knew it by. Mm. Damn, dude. Presto? Mm-hmm. Oof. Wild. Those boys didn't play. Mm-mm. Damn. That's cool. Yeah. So. But yeah, so some interesting things are happening. And we've heard of some businesses doing other layoffs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, we're going back to hard times real fast. I shouldn't say this. I hate to see it. Mm-hmm. I hate to see it. Uh, I mean, we, we've said it in other podcasts. Other people have said it. Um, when you demand high wages for minimal work, at some point you got to cut jobs, especially because... The economy has been going down. People haven't been buying as much. So you got to cut gotta cut costs somewhere. Dude, honestly, what we're going to realize and what we're going to come to is, it's, well, I shouldn't say that. What we should be going to and what we should be coming to is skill set and quality. Mm-hmm. The the better you are at your job, the, the you're going to stick around. The people that aren't great at the job aren't making a lot of money. They're going to get cut. Mm-hmm. Dude, I was thinking about that like 
with just what we have with the the subs and shit we use. Yeah. And like I got in my brain which ones make me the best money. Yeah. And worst case, I'm going to keep them around. Yeah. It's also so, it it blows my mind because I've seen a couple posts of people saying like how you should change like jobs, like um, not like careers, like so stay in the same like career path, but like if you're an accountant, change different firms every two years. It's very stupid, very foolish. Very foolish. And I was just like, okay, that's fine until no one's going to be hiring because they've been laying people off. Not only that, we had a gal interview for the HR position, I remember. Oh, yeah. And on paper, she was great. But I was like, I don't even care that she's great. I don't care she interviewed well. I was like, I'm not hiring her. She's had five positions in the last five years. I'm not hiring her. I thought it was like two years. It might have been five positions. Last, I was like, I, I won't even. It was. I think it was five positions the last two years. I was like, I'm not hiring her. Fuck that. No, because you want someone to be there long term. Like, if you put wasting, if you're, I shouldn't say wasting, if you're investing all that time to train somebody in, mm-hmm. the last motherfucking thing we're doing is them leaving. Mm-hmm. You just took all that time, energy, money to train someone in for them to leave. Fuck that. Right. Yeah, because the one article I saw it stated that like you'd be get paid this much more if you like if you leave your job every two years. Like, yeah. and it was a percentage or whatever. But I was just like, then ask for a raise. If you think you deserve more than what you're getting paid, mm-hmm. then ask for a raise. Or be like, hey, like, this other company is offering this wage for the similar position. Like, is there something you can do for me to stay? And depending on how good the owner is, right, the market dictates shit. So, like, right now, I know a lot of companies who will hire I know multiple companies who hire a foreman at like $35 to $40 an hour. Mm-hmm. Well, if you look around, if you can hire a good foreman at $35 to $40 an hour, if you've got a guy who's already a foreman, who's doing good work, and you're paying him 28 well, maybe bump him to 35 because he knows how your fucking, he knows how your systems operate. He mm-hmm. knows like what the expectations are. And if he leaves you, you're fucked in having to bring in a new person to try and like figure it out. Where like if you got a good guy who's a little underpaid and you're seeing the market is at this and you go, man, I'm getting a good deal. I'm getting this much money out of this guy. Change that mindset. Mm-hmm. Increase that motherfucker's wage to keep him loyal to you, staying with you, doing good work for you and want and seeing like, oh, if I do good work, I get rewarded. Continuing to increase their productivity their skill set everything and honestly if it's a big company like they probably on like don't know what other companies are offering right Mm -hmm. because if it's a company of three thousand five thousand people they're not going to be checking oh what do other accountants at these other like similar type businesses make like they're not gonna be checking all 300 there's three thousand people's jobs in other markets right so yeah, ask for a raise. Yeah. What's the worst they can it's, do? Say well, no? Ask for a raise as long as it's warranted. Right, yeah. As long as you're doing your job yeah. and doing it well. Yeah, I think so. Um, did you see... Oh, you were the only one that liked my post, by the way. I want you to know that. The Mimi post? No. 
My, day one. The tutors of life pose. Yeah, yeah. Day one or whatever. Yeah. Day one or. Someday or day one or whatever. Day one or one day. Oh, yeah. Love that. Mm, I think that's like the quote of 2024. Is it? Yeah. It's like what everyone is saying. Oh, dude. All I know is I've heard Andy say that like years and years ago. Mm. I've seen everyone post about it this year. Dude. Did you watch Andy's most recent one? No. How about his second to most recent? I haven't watched in weeks. I'm sorry. Tomorrow. It's what I'll do weeks? Tomorrow. Yeah. Bro. If you give me some bullshit about you don't have time, I will donkey kick you down the no, stairs. No, I just prioritize my gaming ones instead. Sorry, babes. Wow. I know. If we ever meet him, I'm going to tell him. Go for it. All right. So anyways, um, it was about... Uh, Big Mike running for office. Who's Big Mike? Michelle Obama. Oh, got it. And he's like, oh, I'm pretty sure Andy Quinsela or whatever <laughs> has said this before. Randy Consuela. Randy Consuela. And brr, it reels back starting in like, I think like middle, early 2022. They just played one clip after another, six in a row, seven in a row. From then until now, I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this motherfucker's been on his shit. Mm-hmm. Dude, Sean and I are also like, I think we're telepathic a little bit because there's been more than a handful of times where we will talk about something, sometimes on the podcast, sometimes not, or we'll blog about something. Mm-hmm. And then someone big and well known will. Like the next day, we'll bam. post about it. Yeah. It's like damn. So we had our podcast come out Monday, and his Monday podcast as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Was also about like entrepreneurs. The entrepreneurs. Yeah. yeah, the entrepreneur like wave. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, ours was a little different, but yeah, it was like very similar concept. Mm-hmm. It was neat. Yeah. So strange. Yeah. I, uh, I guess you and I talked about before or after the podcast more about what he said. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Um, yeah. I love it, dude. I love it. We're fucking psychics over here. Sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. Today, yesterday, yesterday when I was at work, I like had one of those deja vu moments where I was like doing something and I like my eyes got wide and I was like, I had a dream about me doing this. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Have you ever had those? Oh yeah. Okay. Mhm. Yep. Um. Uh, what else we got? Um. Started building some Legos again. Started building some gym equipment at the gym, at the office. I think that's about it. I'm tired. Are you tired? Yeah, my brain's not firing right now. You know what I want. Mm, what do you want? I want a Toyota Tundra. Nice. With a topper? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, if you... I want the six and a half foot bed, though. Want some really, really funny content? I highly recommend listening to Tony Lodge. Oh, Tony Lodge. T-O-N-I. Yeah, Tony Lodge. Tony Lodge. And I think it's like John Ray is her co-host. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. It's funny as shit. Dude, I love them. They're my favorite. Yeah. You don't even care that I want a truck. 
Babe, that sounds so cool. That's what I thought. Mm. I don't remember if I pushed the record button on my phone. I will fucking rage. We just won't have a YouTube of this. That'd be fine. Okay, babe, one last thing. Grab the book behind you. Damn. It's been a long while. Long while. I think this will be a good nightcap for today, don't you think? Mm-hmm. You don't have to do January. We didn't do most of the end of last year's. Oh, hang on. Password. Abstinence. Precisely said the fat lady in a feeble voice, and swung forward to reveal the portrait hole. What's up with her? asked Harry. Overindulged over Christmas, apparently, said Hermione, rolling her eyes as she led the way into the packed common room. Hmm. <laughs> Hermione was not there for Christmas often. Hmm. Can you repeat that? Oh, hang on. Password. Abstinence. Precisely, said the fat lady in a feeble voice and swung forward to reveal the portrait hole. What's up with her? asked Harry. Overindulged over Christmas, apparently, said Hermione, rolling her eyes as she led the way into the packed common room. Hermione. Hermione. I can't fucking say Hermione. <laughs> After I just also fucked oh. it up. Did a book club on Friday. I kept saying Dern for June. I couldn't oh, say Dern. I couldn't say June all night. Dern. Um Ah oh, man. I don't know. I'm gonna go with Chamber of Secrets. Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. I knew ah. Uh, Oh, you knew it? You said Chamber of Secrets? I Bro, know. Cha- I was thinking it was a later one, but I was like, no. Because then they were actually there over Christmas. Chapter 17. Did I get it? Chapter 17? Yeah. He has to double check now. Chapter 17, A Sluggish Memory. The Sluggish Memory! Damn, dude. See, That's a fucking lucky-ass guess. I knew it, babe. Yeah, shut up. Hey, I, remember when I've guessed it? Uh, like twice in a row. Twice in a row, yeah. 100% on everything. God, I'm so good at what I do. Um, Keep do... in mind, we haven't watched a full Harry Potter marathon this past year, so I'm probably a little rusty. Go ahead. Uh, and I haven't read the books in three years, so I'm real rusty. Go ahead. I know. These ones are going to be hard if I do any of these ones. Just try one. I am what I am, and I am not ashamed. Never be ashamed, my old dad used to say. There's some who will hold it against you, but they're not worth bothering with. Rubius Hagrid. Think out loud. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. No. Goblet of Fire. Okay. Makes sense. Let's go with chapter 14. 24. Okay. Rita, Rita Skeeter Scoop. All right, hit me with one more. Um, the dormitory doors flew open, making them all jump. Hagrid came striding toward them. His hair rain-flecked, his beer skin 
bearskin coat flapping behind him, a crossbow in his hand, leaving a trail of muddy, dolphin-sized footprints all over the floor. Are you proud of the Sorcerer's Stone? No. Mm. You already guessed this one for the other one. Oh, wait, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. I lied. Harry Potter and the Half Footprints. There you go. Okay. Chapter number? 20. 19. Elf Tales. Damn, I don't remember that at all. I would trust Hagrid with my life, said Dumbledore. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I would trust Hagrid with my life. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Chapter 1. There you go. <laughs> I was going to do that one second, but I was like, no, nah, I can't let him win. Ah. <laughs> okay, I'm ready for bed. How about you? 35, 37 minutes. Um, I guess I can be. Why are you, like, wide awake looking? Recon. Check out Recon. Uh, REI-CON.info. Um, message me for a promo code mm-hmm. um, if you want to attend. Five great speakers all day. A full day of real estate activities. 8.45 until 5 p.m. Love it. Uh, if you're interested in going, hit me up and uh, we'll get you a promo code. Hell yeah. Dope. Thanks, gang. See you. Peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah.